0: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad.
1: First intermission Rangers lead the Hurricanes two nothing power play goals from Fox and Crider their fifth and seventh of the postseason respectively. Jacob Truba with a big hit on Seth Jarvis in this game and uh, Jarvis uh, was down on the ice and the Hurricanes have just announced he's not going to return to the game with an, upper body injury. So that's a blow for the Hurricanes who uh, took a too many men penalty on the play. Jarvis was down and a guy jumped on the ice before Jarvis was off. Uh, So a pretty consequential play there. We'll keep you updated on that game. Again, the oil Kings start the WHL league final on Friday against either Seattle or Kamloops. Those two teams play game seven tonight. Oil Kings have a home game Friday at seven and then Sunday at four man. Oh man. Rogers place is going to be busy. The Oilers play uh, on the road Tuesday and Thursday here, and then home games Saturday and Monday in the Western Conference Final against the Colorado Avalanche. Of course, I'm always happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063. That is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. And we will go to the CertainTeed hotline right now. He is the play-by-play voice for the Colorado Avalanche, it is Connor McGahee. Connor, welcome to Inside Sports on May 30th. How about that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were both hoping for this, though, Reed, weren't we? Like when we were up there in March, we said, all right, here's hoping that both the Avs and the Oilers are in the conference finals. Love to see you then. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. this is This is what everybody wants. Not just you and me, but I feel like this is what everybody wants.
1: Okay, well, I want to ask you that because you live in, in the United States, I do, and hockey is not the number one sport. So, how is this series, and how do the Oilers get marketed there? Is it just all ninety-seven all the time, or or how you know how are they how are they pumping up this series?
0: We, you know, I think once upon a time it was Connor McDavid and friends. If that uh, you know, if that's fair. But this year in particular, we've seen expanded coverage because, remember, we have two new television partners here in the States, Turner and then ESPN. And, and both uh, have been up uh, in your neck of the woods multiple times. And why would you not? When you've got 97, when you've got 29, when you've got 91 playing the way he is, um, you, you, you can't ignore it. And I think that as a team, the the Oilers uh, have been brought back to the forefront, which, which is great. I mean, for me, um, as a child of the 80s, it, and look, there's been some great Oilers teams e- even through the 90s. I mean, those are the, la- the last two times that the ABS and Edmonton played in, in playoff series, 97 and 98, which, with each team winning one. Uh, but for me, the Oilers in the spotlight, it's one of those things where that's when when hockey is right, when, when the Oilers are competitive and and vying for a chance for the cup. And so we're back here. Now we got some of the best talents in the national hockey league on both sides uh, of each bench. And they're going head to head. Like I said, if you're a hockey fan, no matter where you're from, this is the series that you're going to want to watch every single night. And fortunately for you and me, we get to,
1: we get to, Well, you're going to get to be in the building for all the games. I'll be in the building in Edmonton for all the games. So it is pretty cool. So yeah. is this, I'm curious that from the avalanche perspective, they, they were supposed to be good. They were supposed to be a favorite. Hmm. So is, uh, you know, is the fan base. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you, the job's not done here, boys. Like you can't, we don't want to hear McKinnon at the podium in a couple of weeks saying, yeah. I haven't won blank again. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I sure do. And, And that press conference read from last year, I think, has been more fuel than people realize for the run that they're on now. And that's what made that win in St. Louis in game six even more special because it whether they say it was on their mind or not, the fact of the matter was three straight years before that they were eliminated in the second round. If you go back to, to San Jose at 19 and Dallas there in Edmonton in the bubble in 2020, uh, a lot of things that were either unlucky, out of their control, but last year was squarely on their shoulders. Last year, remember, they win the President's Trophy. They're the best team in the National Hockey League, and they're supposed to go the distance, and they didn't. They're up two games to none over the Vegas Golden Knights. They lose four in a row, and they that was crushing for a lot of them and we all know when we have a bad feeling we never want to feel that way ever again and I think for this team that was extra motivation this year to to really go the distance and for the fan base you know there's some elation when you get a game six winner like Darren Helm scored the other night because that doesn't happen very often uh Connor McDavid in overtime in game five same type thing but once the excitement from those games sort of levels out. Then you realize, okay, well, that's that's a nice little moment there. Thanks. I'm glad we got to enjoy that. But there, there is one thing that matters, and Game Five in your instance, Game Six in ours, that's not it. It's just uh, just a, a footprint in the road on the way to uh, what everybody wants to get. the The Avalanche,
1: the, their depth. Up front, I mean, we know the marquee guys and the top mm. two lines, but but I mean, you mentioned Helm getting that big goal. Uh, mm-hmm. How how significant has their contributions been, and and what do you, do you expect scoring from them in this series, or do you expect, um, you, you know, that they got to play McDavid even if they're out there for a matchup? I mean, how do you look at their bottom six guys?
0: Well, I I hope that they score in this series because if they don't, the Oilers' depth will, and we've seen that in the first two rounds for you guys versus L.A. and the Calgary Flames. And, and that's why game six was fascinating because you have two goals from J.T. Comfer, which tied the game twice, and, and he hadn't had any goals yet so far in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And then Darren Helm has his first in the postseason since 2016. Nobody named McCar, McKinnon, Landis, Gog, or Rantanen had points in that hockey game. And that's what it takes to get past any opponent. So if you're the bottom six, especially, the the middle six has been great. I mean, we've talked about Nazem Kadri plenty this season, even the last time uh, was on your lovely program. Uh, Valerian Achushkin as well. Andre Burakovsky has been in and out of the lineup. And that's a luxury that Jared Bednar has now, is he can take a guy out if he's not performing, put somebody in who's hungry, and then reinsert another player who has his hunger and his drive back a little bit. We saw that with Alex Newhook earlier in the Blues series, and we saw that with Burakovsky in game six. There was just something about his game that, that picked up, and that will not happen to the top six, you can, you can bet. But the bottom six, Jared Bednar has that luxury where he can rotate and put somebody in there who will produce. And like I said, versus Edmonton, they're going to have to produce because the Oilers are, are dangerous from Connor McDavid all the way down.
1: Okay, Uh, Connor McGehee joining us then on Inside Sports play-by-play voice for the Colorado Avalanche. The goaltending matchup is an interesting one. I've done a couple talk show hits today, (laughs) and I've said to people, uh, middle of January, people would have said Kemper versus Smith, no contest in favor of the Avalanche. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's, that's not what I'm saying now. Uh, How, and look, Kemper's in the conference final, so obviously he's playing well, but how how do you look at Kemper in this goaltending matchup here on May 30th?
0: I just know that until game five of the blues series, we weren't talking about goaltending at all, period, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And to me, that's a good thing. When you're not talking about your goaltender, that's probably a good thing. Watching the Oilers and that roller coaster of well, almost two series. I mean, Mike Smith has been good. But, I mean, there, there were some moments inside the Flames series where nobody was making a save. Right. <laughs> I remember I was, I, was, I was having dinner in St. Louis, and we're watching four goals be scored in a minute and 11 seconds uh, there at the Saddle Dome. So, um, for Darcy Kemper, he knows that he really hasn't had a great game, I think, so far in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, remember, after or at least halfway or part partway into game number three, Uh, versus nashville he took a stick to the eye everyone's almost forgotten that that fact up until this point ryan johansson got his stick somehow inside the mask and and cut and bruised darcy kemper um he had to miss the remainder of game three and and all of game four pavel francos came in won both of those games for the avalanche but in the games that he's played darcy kemper hasn't really had to be great and he had one game where he wasn't and and almost, I don't want to say lost the game. The, the team loses the game. But those are ones that Darcy Kemper would have wanted. And I'm talking about the the comeback and the overtime win for the Blues in game five. Um, so I think Darcy Kemper, who has been an extraordinary netminder in this league for a long time, knows that he wasn't a piece of the conversation for a while. And then for about a game and a half, he was part of the conversation on the wrong end of the conversation. So I, I just... He's got the tools in the toolbox. He really does. I mean, if you go back to, I don't want to pour lemon juice in the paper cut, but the first of two visits to Rogers place, he had a career high in saves. The Oilers have a power play in overtime. He makes all 11 stops there and then stops all three, three shootout attempts to get the win for the avalanche. That's the type of performance that Darcy Kemper has in there. We just haven't seen it come out yet. So take that as you will. That may be good news or bad news if you're the Edmonton Oilers.
1: I'm glad you brought up the stick through the mask. I mean, that seems like it was months ago, but yeah. yeah nobody <laughs> remembers. That was in the the first first How can
0: we all forget? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Things move so fast in the playoffs. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask you one more before I let you go. And thanks for being so generous with your time. I always love Anytime. sort of the behind uh, the scenes broadcasting story. Uh, are you are you still flying solo? Do you, do you have a color commentator? And, and if you are flying solo, uh, tell us about managing that because I think that's tough to do as a broadcaster for the length of a hockey game.
0: Well, for the entire regular season and the first round of playoffs, yeah, I've I've been doing it solo. Uh, Bob McKellen uh, in Columbus is is another one that does that. Uh, a couple other guys, both Florida teams on the road, I think, are solo. But yeah, I, during the regular season and the first round of playoffs, had to uh, do the whole show by myself. Which isn't which isn't the worst. I do enjoy having someone to bounce things off of and someone who knows the game better than I do, analyze a play, a sequence, a series. It just it makes for a more complete broadcast. That's why with Altitude Television uh, only carrying the first round. In the second round, we had Peter McNabb, who is on the rebound and with his cancer and remission, which is great news. He's been back on the air for a couple of months now, uh, but he's been alongside for home games. Uh, he did travel to do the television broadcast in round number one. Um, couldn't uh, felt like that was just enough uh, getting back into the swing of things. So he stayed behind And Mark Mosier, who actually does the TV play by play for the avalanche was traveling in the second round for digital purposes. And they said, well, why don't you just hop on with Connor and you guys can have a two man booth. And he did a, a wonderful job analyzing games three, four, and six. Uh, we had a great time. And so it was, it's always nice to have somebody up there, but if I'm solo, that gives a, a good chance to, to just uh, go over things, sort of relax it a little bit, have, have a good time because I, you're, you are indeed talking to yourself. And I think people appreciate that. It's also a chance to, to, you know, recognize people who listen on a regular basis or first time listeners, they'll send in a tweet or an email or something like that. And so it's a nice time for, for shout outs or or something like that during a stoppage. So uh, both are fine. I'm just, uh, like I said, no matter, where, no matter with who, no matter what, I'm just uh, lucky to be, to be doing uh, this wonderful job.
1: Connor, always appreciate your time. I look forward to seeing you for games three and four, man. Enjoy the series. You're the best, Reed. See you soon. Connor McGahey, Altitude Sports Radio, play-by-play for the Avalanche. What a voice. I love that guy's voice. Connor's having fun this season. Avalanche, so far, doing what they were expected to do. Rise above the competition, the sweep in the first round, beating St. Louis in six. Are they going to be able to get by the Oilers? Series starts tomorrow. Four o'clock face-off show here on 630, Chad. Furnace Family Oilers Hockey. The game will start at six. And don't forget, Bob Stoffer has a special extended playoff game day edition of Oilers now. It'll go from noon until three. Do you want to win tickets to see an Oilers playoff game? We'll tell you how you can do that when we get back. All right, here's the deal. Do you know someone who bleeds orange and blue? Well, you can nominate them to win a pair of Oilers playoff tickets for round three, Oilers against Avalanche. It's the 630 Ched Super Fan Contest, powered by Sentinel Storage. You go to the contest page on 630ched.com, look for the Edmonton Oilers Super Fan Contest, and uh, tell us why someone in your life Deserve to deserves to win a pair of tickets to see the Oilers in the playoffs in round three. Uh, I guess it doesn't have to be someone in your life. You could just pick a random person that you maybe see and you know their name. you could be like, hey, Joe Stevenson, who I see in the City Center Mall food court every day, I think he's a big Oilers fan. Well, I guess he would be in your life then. I guess someone you might casually talk to at the food court would be someone in your life. But you know what I'm saying? Nominate someone to go to a game incredible experience uh there you go the 630 head superfan contest powered by sentinel storage so tomorrow i'm going to be now this is exciting for me kellen i get to do a show from outside yes. I, I i somewhat jokingly said to jaylyn i've never broadcast from outdoors before but now that i think about it it hasn't happened very often have we ever done inside sports from actually outside I don't think so. I think we must it the must closest at some point. the closest we've gotten is you were set up in like the
2: Elks Fieldhouse a couple of times and that's about it.
1: Well, that's not outside at all. That's
2: not outside at all. That's inside.
1: Uh, I must have done inside sports from an outdoors location at some point.
2: Weather looks great for
1: you too, Wilkie, tomorrow. Weather looks saying. great. I'm going to wear shorts. Well, no I won't because then I have to go into the uh, arena where it's a little cooler.
0: That's a little cooler, yeah.
1: <laughs> but so uh, I'm going to be in Ice District Plaza. Doing the face off show from four till uh almost six o'clock. We'll wrap up a little bit before six, and people are gonna be coming in there starting at four. So that's gonna be pretty cool tomorrow. And then I'll go inside for the Safeway Road Game Watch Party. Tickets are on sale for that right now at EdmontonOilers.com. They're just five bucks. Doors to Rogers Place will open at five. So here's the thing if you're going to the road game watch party, the doors open at five for the six o'clock game. If you wanna and, and the tickets are five bucks, if you want to go to the Ford Tailgate party in Ice District Plaza, the gates will open at four it's free admission and you can get food and beverages once you're inside the plaza. So there we go. That's uh, a couple of the ways you can watch as a large group tomorrow, right downtown in the building or across the street from the building. Fun stuff, fun stuff. And the super fan contest, go to the uh, contest page on six, shed.com. It's presented by Sentinel storage. We're uh, giving away two tickets to an Oilers game in round three. All right. Oilers went to Denver yesterday. There was a big media availability today, including General Manager Ken Holland, who, of course, was asked about bringing in Jay Woodcroft to coach the team in February.
2: Well, I mean, first off, Woody and I go back to 2005 when Mike Babcock hired him as the uh, video coach, Um, and you know, spent three years in our organization. We won a Stanley Cup together in 2008, and then Woody left with uh, Todd McClellan to go to uh, to San Jose, and then uh, when I when I came here. Um, three years ago, Woody and I talked, and obviously his aspirations. I, you know, t- talked to him a little bit, and I said I wanted to bring in a veteran coach. At the time, I brought in uh, Dave Tippett, and uh, you know, Woody expressed to me his desires to kind of grow into an NHL coach. And uh, basically, we talked. They said, "Go down there." And I've watched, you know, over the last three years, uh, the job that he's done in uh, developing the, the, our young players down there. Uh, he turned that into a winning program last year. Um, a year ago. Bakersfield won the uh, Pacific Division Championship in a pandemic year and and then uh, had him going this year and and basically, I guess, through a a gut decision, ultimately made a decision that I wanted to make a coaching change. I felt I wanted to kind of bring somebody from the outside but not from the way of the outside and uh, made a decision to bring in Woody and probably, I don't know if we'd be here if it wasn't for... uh, the uh, the impact that Woody's had on our team certainly the, a lot of our players have have have, uh, have played at a high level but you know the, our team has really responded to Woody he brought in uh, um, you know some little tweaks I think we've we've tightened it up and uh, has, has had a great communication uh, with with our with our team and uh, what he's had a big factor in us uh, sitting here today
1: a little bit there from Ken Holland. Rangers leading the Hurricanes two nothing half minutes left in the second period of Game Seven inside sports on Chad.